Hey there, it's Jonathan Capehart, and welcome to Cape Up. Senator Chris Coons is troubled. Troubled about the firing of FBI Director James Comey. Troubled about the potential for obstruction of justice. Troubled about what President Trump means for our democracy. I've put more time in prayer than perhaps I had before. And you can hear the rest of what the Delaware Democrat has to say right now. Senator Coons, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Jonathan. At the press briefing, um, Sean Spicer, the White House press secretary, once again refused to confirm or deny that the dinner with uh, then FBI Director James Comey was indeed recorded. One, what do you make of the fact that the president put out that tweet saying he better hope there are no, quote, tapes? And two, the idea that the White House press secretary just simply will not confirm or deny it. Well, there's a couple things going on here, Jonathan. First, Sean Spicer may not know. Um, the relationship that he has with President Trump is clearly getting strained uh, by the frequency with which he goes out and asserts things with great intensity and sincerity that the president then rolls back within a matter of hours or days. Second, it's shocking that President Trump was threatening uh, the former FBI director, by casually mentioning that there might be tapes. Um, he better hope, I think, the tweet went uh, that that conversation wasn't recorded. Um, the historical antecedent here is even more troubling, that in the middle of a firing of an FBI director that's been described by many as Nixonian, um, that the current president would then suggest he's actually, without their knowledge, been taping lots of conversations um, is a reminder that um, this is a president who is well outside uh, the boundaries of uh, current normal political behavior. Let me play as devil's advocate here. What's wrong with the president taping conversations, recording conversations that he has with people? Well, the challenge here is that uh, he will immediately be asked to deliver them. So uh, I expect uh, subpoenas with bipartisan support will be forthcoming fairly promptly. Uh, what's wrong with recording a conversation with the FBI director in which you're pressing the FBI director whose future service with your administration is uncertain uh, to confirm that you're not under investigation? Gee, I, I think that question answers itself. Um, and the even more troubling possibility is uh, the version of the conversation um, that has been advanced in, in the press recently, which is that um, the president actually pressed Comey to commit to being personally loyal to him. Um, if that happened the evening that they had dinner together, um, I'll remind you that that was just days after the FBI director had briefed the president on the existence of this dossier alleging that the president was compromised by information that uh, Russia had on him. Um, that'd be a really exceptional circumstance um, under which uh, the president would be pressing um, a FBI director to commit to being personally loyal. So um, whether or not there were tapes, what's on those tapes, uh, and whether or not the Congress will be able to get access to those tapes is a question I really didn't think we'd be discussing. Uh, but the president himself is the one who put this out there. I'll remind you, the president himself is also the person who directly contradicted uh, the story that uh, first Sean Spicer uh, and then his own vice president put out there about why the FBI director was fired in the first place. Uh, they all insisted that it was in reliance upon the memo written by Rod Rosenstein uh, and um, affirmed and forwarded by um, the attorney general, um, Jeff Sessions. The president, in a subsequent interview on television, then said, no, 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 I was thinking of firing him all along. And I was thinking about this Russia thing. 
um, putting in stark relief uh, the very high probability um, that the president acted to fire the FBI director in order to prevent him from proceeding with an investigation into Russian collusion with his own campaign. Is that impeachable? Um, You know, whether or not an offense is impeachable uh, is a decision made by the House of Representatives. I think it's important for the general public to know this. I've been bombarded by folks saying, when will you begin impeachment proceedings? And I have to remind them that that's a decision made by the House of Representatives. Um, The constitutional language is obscure, high crimes and misdemeanors. Mm -hmm. Um, But obstruction of justice is one of those high crimes and misdemeanors. Um, And if you could show that the president... Um, fired the FBI director with the intent of impeding the investigation into potential collusion uh, between his campaign uh, and Russian officials, I think that would be an impeachable offense. Do you think that the Republicans who control the House would even come anywhere close to that, despite evidence that there's obstruction of justice, do you actually think that the Republican-controlled House would bring articles of impeachment against the president? Uh, I think that's highly unlikely, um, given the number of Republicans who so far have called for an independent investigation. That's a far cry from uh, talking about impeachment. But to say, look, our intelligence community has unanimously affirmed that Russia interfered in our last uh, presidential election. Um, The most recent national election, the one held in France, there's clear indicators that the Russians engaged in the same pattern and practice of interfering in their election. So in the interests of our next elections, the 2018 and 2020 elections, you would expect Republicans to be joining with Democrats to insist on a genuinely independent and thorough FBI investigation. They're not. You're not hearing calls from dozens or hundreds of House Republicans for either uh, a special counsel to be appointed uh, or for some more active oversight uh, or even to insist that the House Intelligence Committee's work uh, be fully staffed and resourced. So if they're not doing that, uh, I'm not optimistic that they're going to step up and do uh, their duty and insist on um, those uh, more severe steps being taken. And so then what does that mean for our democracy for, hell, the Constitution. Well, um, I'll remind you that um, in Watergate, um, for much of the first year, it was hard for a majority of Congress, let alone uh, Republicans, to believe that the president of the United States was himself personally involved in directing uh, the activities that led to the break-in of the DNC headquarters at the Watergate. Um, And we are still in the first few months um, of the post-election investigations into uh, Russian meddling in our elections. Um, So I'm not going to leap to the conclusion um, that a willingness to take hard action to defend our Constitution um, has been abandoned uh, by Republicans. I actually remain hopeful that there are Republicans who, when presented with more compelling evidence, will take harder stances. The challenge here is that um, they're allowing this moment to slip past us, that if the FBI director is replaced and if the FBI investigation isn't thoroughly resourced and if the FBI investigation isn't independently run, we may never get to the bottom of what really happened. The FBI is currently running a counterintelligence investigation um, that is of great significance and requires real resources. The Senate Intelligence Committee, I do have to say to be fair, 
um, is making bipartisan progress mm -hmm. on this investigation. I worry they don't have the resources they need. Um, and I worry that without a coordination with an FBI investigation that has access to other sources and methods, um, that it won't be able to reach uh, the bottom of this. Um, why President Trump didn't stand up right after his inauguration and say, this is a matter of important national security. I demand that we get to the bottom of this promptly and thoroughly because I'm convinced it'll clear me and all of my associates. Um, I don't know, but that raises a question. And since then, in the months since then, um, event after event has unfolded mm -hmm. um, from uh, what happened with the National Security Advisor to what's happened with the firing of the FBI director to dozens of other minor events that have piled question and question upon this to the point where now I think it defies common sense for any legislator of either party to say um, there's nothing going on here. Mm -hmm. We don't need to get to the bottom of this. Well, would you vote to confirm a new FBI director um, that if a special prosecutor isn't brought on? It depends who's nominated and whether the person who's nominated uh, is a career political partisan would, who would stood you for election. I would not vote for Senator John Cornyn, for example. Or any politician, I, I just Democrat think it's, or Republican. It's hard for me to imagine the elected official um, who is going to stand in this place and, and restore public confidence in the FBI. Congressman Mike Rogers, uh, a former FBI agent, um, someone who I respect, I think I'd have a hard time voting mm -hmm. for because this is not the moment for a partisan elected official. Your real pointed question there was, would I refuse to vote for any FBI director if there isn't a special counsel? There's one other question that uh, I need to be reassured about which is that appointing a special counsel won't impede the FBI investigation. Is there any reason for us to be concerned that by appointing a new special counsel for oversight, that that's going to take six months, that it's going to require new clearances and new staff and new procedures set up? And some of my colleagues have argued that the FBI investigation is running fine and it's fairly far along and all it needs is no interference. It doesn't necessarily need a special counsel. Hmm. Our caucus leader, Senator Schumer, has called for a special counsel. My gut is that we need a special counsel because the special counsel will report back to Congress and will tell us what the outcome is. That's one of the requirements of the provisions that set up this special counsel. But there's a lot of confusion about what we're calling for, an independent commission, an independent counsel, a special counsel. Different uh, legislators and different reporters have discussed this in competing terms. We need to get clarity as a caucus, what our position is here as Democrats in the Senate. And once we see who the president nominates, we then take a clear position about the best path forward. Um, what about the, this notion that Merrick Garland should be the someone that President Trump should nominate, Merrick Garland being the person President Obama nominated to be the Supreme Court justice and got not a single hearing. Part of why that is an appealing idea um, is that Judge Garland, now a, a very seasoned senior judge on the D.C. Circuit, um, spent years working for the Department of Justice as a federal prosecutor. He, in fact, was the lead prosecutor on the Oklahoma City bombing investigation. And so I believe he would be fair-minded, independent, and insistent that the FBI investigation be um, carried out fully. What I've hesitated about is that Senator Mike Lee uh, proposed it, and it would create a vacancy on one of the most important circuit courts. And Judge Garland, now the senior judge, the head of the D.C. Circuit, would be obviously replaced almost certainly by a conservative 
and that would change some of the balance of the D.C. Circuit. So I'd have to weigh those two factors. But I mean, why on earth would Judge Garland do it? I mean, he sits on top of what people say is the most powerful bench in the country outside of the Supreme Court. Well, I don't know. I don't know whether he would do it. I doubt, frankly, that he would even be nominated. This strikes me as a a fascinating um, suggestion (laughs) um, by Senator Lee. Um, and the D.C. Circuit does have a, um, you know, a full docket of important cases. Mm-hmm. You're on the Senate Judiciary Committee. How concerned are you by the moves uh, Attorney General Sessions has made since taking office? Um, fairly gravely. Um, we, we were able to find a few things that we worked well uh, together on, Senator Sessions and I. I was pleasantly surprised that he um, supported uh, full funding for the Federal Public Defender Service, for example. Um, but as a former prosecutor, he appreciated that if um, a defendant doesn't have competent counsel and you get a conviction, it's more likely to be an unfair or an unjust conviction. Um, we worked together on reauthorizing uh, the Victims of Child Abuse Act, um, and I promised him I would always give him credit for those two things. Mm-hmm. Um, but we vigorously opposed each other on immigration issues. Uh, his views on immigration, uh, I think, are well outside the mainstream um, in the United States, even for a conservative Republican. Uh, and some of his uh, efforts now on returning um, to harsh mandatory minimums, um, particularly uh, in areas where states are already moving away from criminalization, um, I think threatens to reverse all the progress we've been making on criminal justice reform on a bipartisan basis. So um, his actions on immigration and on criminal justice reform, uh, I think, move us in the wrong direction as a country and work against justice. Um, I'm also gravely concerned that uh, he offered um, during his confirmation hearing that he would recuse himself from matters involving both the investigation into potential Russian collusion uh, with the Trump campaign and uh, relating to Hillary Clinton's emails. The justification that was initially proffered by the White House for why the FBI director was fired um, came directly out of the investigation into Hillary Clinton's emails, a matter that the attorney general said he would recuse himself mm-hmm. from any involvement in. Uh, and the president himself then later made it clear that, no, in fact, it had to do with the Russia investigation, also a matter with which the attorney general um, said he would recuse himself. And yet we see the attorney general uh, both centrally involved in recommending the firing of the FBI director and now apparently centrally involved in interviewing his replacement. I genuinely struggle with how that comports with his recusal. Um, I've urged that the inspector general, um, who is an existing independent Um, oversight uh, um, uh, official with the Department of Justice, investigate whether he violated the scope of his recusal. Um, And I'm going to be talking with colleagues about what steps we could take, um, given um, that I think he is acting outside the scope of Mm -hmm. his recusal. Given everything that we've talked about, even in just this interview between potential collusion, obstruction of justice, Attorney General Sessions, well, let me put it this way. Does the president make you scared? Um, You wrote a a great column recently about how what this president uh, lacks is a sense of shame, um, that he has acted in ways and at times um, that genuinely hurts our interests uh, here at home and around the world. Uh, And I think that was right on point. Um, I am um, gravely concerned about the actions of this president, our president, um, partly because uh, I think he shows a real lack of understanding of exactly how government works and um, the balance of power and um, what sort of ethical constraints he's operating under or should be operating under. Um, and I'm concerned that he is determined to keep being um, 
unpredictable, I think was the word he used in the mm-hmm. campaign, uh, and bold um, to the point of putting us at risk in terms of our safety globally. He is confusing our allies. Um, he's encouraging our enemies. Uh, he's creating openings um, that I am convinced uh, a hostile force will take advantage of. And he is failing to take seriously enough uh, Russia's actions in, in interfering in our last election. You put all those things in combination. Um, and I think this is a, a moment of great peril, um, both for our country's safety and for our democracy. You have a degree from Yale Divinity School. Mm-hmm. Have you had to put it to use since January 20th? Uh, yes. Um, I've um, put more time in prayer um, than perhaps I had before. Um, I have prayed for President Trump. Um, I think all of us sh- should pray that our um, country, our constitution, the values of its leaders um, come back into line um, with um, more of our historical understanding um, of what keeps us safe and what makes us America around the world. Um, I will say there have been um, some great partners in this journey, both Republicans and Democrats, who see it uh, the same way, who hope that our president will um, yet surprise us in positive ways um, and um, find it in his heart to be more of an advocate for human rights, more of an advocate for tolerance and inclusion. Um, there is nothing about how he conducted the campaign uh, or uh, his actions in the first few months that would give me hope. Um, but that is what faith, after all, is, is the triumph of hope over experience. Senator Chris Coons of Delaware, thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for listening to Cape Up. Tune in every Tuesday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And how about doing me a huge favor? Subscribe, rate, and review us. I'm Jonathan Capehart of The Washington Post. You can find me on Twitter at CapehartJ. Capehart J.